What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. During the summer when the weather gets hot, I can only imagine how much time you plan to spend outside with friends or alone on your couch with that AC blasting. AT&T 5G and home internet keeps you connected so you can enjoy all the summertime vibes. Whether you're sharing pics from a rooftop, video calling your friends from an outdoor concert, or streaming your favorite show episode after episode. So stay connected to your favorite people and your favorite things with AT&T 5G and home internet. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and device. Coverage not available everywhere. Learn more at att.com slash 5G for you. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the very sexy collection, like the made-to-be-seen very sexy push-up bra in on-trend hues like green, citron, and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Spectrum Internet has enough speed to handle all your needs, so you can work, game, and stream with speeds up to a gig. Plus, Spectrum's advanced Wi-Fi provides enhanced security for all your connected devices. Get Spectrum Internet with fast and reliable speeds, starting at just $29.99 a month with a two-year price guarantee. Visit spectrum.com slash internet for you for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Restrictions apply. Yeah. Welcome to J.Ill, a production of iHeartRadio. Jill, you have to open up the show, ma'am. I'm not opening up the show. I, I, I got to open the show? Yeah, you got to do the show and then she can do Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all excited. Listen, everybody, we're, we're really excited. We're excited. That's all. I mean, we've already been clapping and cheering. It is... It has been such a journey. Like we've been wanting to talk to this woman for a, a year or yes. more, a year or more. Like this lady, oh, how you've blessed our lives. Look, this. welcome to J.Ill, the podcast. This is Jill Scott, and I'm here with my sister friends, Aja Graydon Danzler. Hello, hello, hello. And the lovely Laia St. Clair. Ready for my rest. Ready for my rest. <laughs> oh, it's... <laughs> Is so much more, and and Trisha, am I saying your first name correctly? Yes, you're saying it correct. Yes, Percy, no. baby, oh. Trisha, Percy, baby. If you don't know who this is, ah, <laughs> uh, what minister? Uh, Asia, huh? no, this no, this is this is the nap bishop. Song. The bishop. What, what, what the we'd like bishop. to welcome into our into into the sanctuary. Amen. <laughs> that what we'd like to do is welcome yeah. the nap bishop Trisha Hersey to the show. Amen. Because what Amen. she does is she teaches the black people that they are not 
only entitled to rest, honey, oh, but, but that the people owe us rest. Yes. They owe us rest. Hallelujah. I have come to know her from her fabulous Instagram page, yes. a nap ministry. Mm. And uh, it has touched my heart. And, and I honestly, mm. Jill is not lying. We we've been talking about you. Oh my, I'm so honored. Referencing I'm, you. This feels like a dream right now. Like, is this really happening? Girl. <laughs> and then she showed up, and girl, then she showed up on here with a whole neon yellow a, set, honey. The, a Asian nail. A Asian nail. The set is here. <laughs> the set is here. Like, it's just it's just keeping the 90s going, keeping the hood life ghetto. Oh. I love all of the aesthetic. I love, the, I'm from the south side of Chicago, so let's just... I'm, no in, I'm currently in the south side of Chicago oh, right now. You are? Yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> I'm so excited. Are some places to go eat? Are you eating good? Um, yes, I am eating good. I'm on my way to the Inglewood Music Festival. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we will be festival. doing that and that whole nine. But yes, mm-hmm. from Chicago, give it to us. Give it to us. Give us the receipts, the Nat receipt. Bishop. <laughs> I've been an activist for 25 years. I was raised as an activist. My dad was a pastor of the Church of God in Christ, Black Pentecostal Kojic. And so I grew up in that denomination. But my dad was also deeply into the Black Panther movement, you know, Pan-Africanism. Yes. Real super Black everything. And also a union organizer and activist. And so I grew up, you know, always understanding that none of us will be free until we're all free and understanding like the real core of what it means to be a black body in this country it's a blessing and it's a miracle i I name it as one of the deepest miracles ever to be alive and on this earth when they've tried to do so many things to eradicate us from the earth we're still here so word word miracle really thriving Edie, goodness gracious. I feel like I've seen you have to address and, and, and I love the way you address people because you're very clear that they're not there to extract labor from you. Right. Hmm. But yet the work that you have done, the study that you put into what you've done is important to be clear and to clarify with folks that this is what I'm talking about. And you yes. can co-opt it or say this or that and the other, right. but I'm here to clarify, not to right. work, but to clarify for you what yes. it is that what I've what I've been studying. And so I feel like maybe we've all had a hard time wrapping our minds around yes. this idea of self-care mm-hmm. and what that looks like. And right. that when you say the word lay down, rest, nap that people still have a hard time with that oh, yes. very simple instruction. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, you know, so I just, you know, I would love for you to just talk about like, yeah. you know, why, why do you think that is, that we're so, it's so difficult yes. for us to follow this simple, simple rule? Yes. Well, in a capitalist system, like the one we live in, in a system that's a white supremacist system, the one we live in, this is radical this is paradigm shifting this is a mind shift and i name what is happening to us um as full-on brainwashing and so really when i started the net ministries ig page i have already been doing the work for three years in the community here in atlanta i already been rolling out yoga mats and working um after i finished getting my master's of divinity degree at emory university i was in seminary so i was already working in the community and doing this work um the net ministry and the social media 
Wikipedia page kind of came after. A friend of mine was kind of like, you think you should just grab all the pages and say, and make sure you get the nap ministry on every platform. And it was literally like, you think so? Like I really, it was that much of a decision where I was like, well, okay, I guess I'll do that because I really was not thinking that I would be using this work in a way in which it's being seen now. Like I really was doing the nap ministry and experimenting with rest to save my own life. I was saving my life when I started this work. I didn't think about no business plan. It's going to be on IG. I was literally an exhausted, curious black woman who was dying from exhaustion, who was dying from disconnection, who was slowly, mentally and physically watching herself um, really perish in a culture that wants us to perish. And so when I began to feel all of these things, I began to experiment deeply with rest. I didn't know if it would work. I didn't know what would happen. I said, let the chips fall where they may. Like I got to the point of like, God gonna have to fill in the gaps because I'm not gonna rush. I'm not gonna be urgent. I'm not gonna stay up late to finish this paper. If I fell out of class, amen to that because God will bring another thing into my life. Like I really got to the point where I was like, I cannot do this. And then Pairing that with my work studying cultural trauma, studying Jim Crow terrorism, what it did to our bodies, what it still has done to our bodies, and looking at the history of plantation labor and what my ancestors, our ancestors went through, then it became um, almost like a reparations and a political protest that I won't donate my body to a system that still owes reparations to my ancestors, that I will use this moment to recapture the dream space that was stolen from them, to be able to lay down and rest for them in this dimension, to honor them, to um, connect with them. And so the recapturing of their dream space, the portal of naps became um, a really beautiful place for me as I was sleeping on a couch, sleeping in the library at school, sleeping, you know, wherever I could find a place to sleep. I would wake up with these ideas and I would be with my grandmother, who's an ancestor in her dreams, and she'd be resting with me. And it was just like, it became a beautiful portal of imagination. And so me doing it was just to save my life and to experiment. And then as I saw it changing my life, I said, well, as an activist, how could this be a collective? How could the collective come into it? And so we started doing the events. Like before you saw anything online, it was me with yoga mats, blankets that I borrowed from my mother, from my aunts that I washed, pillows that I could find in their closets and just donated things because I didn't have a dime. I had like negative $25 in my account when I started this work. I just want, I just knew that if people could lay down and feel this praxis and understand what it feels to rest collectively, that things could change. And so people started coming, laying down on yoga mats, waking up, crying, making these connections between what was happening. And so hundreds of um, nap events later, you know, being online four or five years, we're at the point now where there's some veils being removed. When This is not a full on movement. It is still very underground and outlier because all of this culture wants us to be grinding. Nothing in this culture, it wants us to rest. And so when we understand that this culture is not going to ever give you rest, that you're going to have to snatch it, be a fugitive, be a maroon, you know, be <laughs> like, you know, our ancestors. That's where I think we're at right now. We're at the point where people are a little bit of a veil is being removed and people are kind of seeing behind it and being like, well, what the, why am I working like this? You know, why am I feeling like mm. this? 
why am I thinking that I'm not good enough if I take a nap? You know, where has this toxic, <laughs> violent idea of our that we about ourselves has been stolen from us that we really believe that our bodies don't deserve a rest? It's, mm. it's so it's one of the most violent, toxic things when you really think about what the culture has taught us. It's taught you to think my body doesn't belong to me; it belongs to the system. If yeah. I rest, if I nap, I'm I should feel guilt. I'm not doing mm. enough. I'm not enough. Our self-esteem has been ripped apart by this culture. And I believe resting is the foundation. It's the North Star for us to begin to be, be more human, to, mm. to say, to repair, to disrupt, to disturb the idea that we're human machines. And we're not human machines. We're divine, perfect human beings who not only deserve rest, but um Resting is really the what will keep us free. It's what will help us thrive. I'm past surviving. I don't want to survive no more. Right. I'm one more time. Say it one more time. I don't want to survive no more. I'm so grateful for my ancestors who survived. Mm. Who survived. But I'm we're on the, the next level in the level of always being towards our liberation is thriving. I just refuse. It's, that's why it's called resistance. Rest is resistance. The idea of a resistance is so deep. It's so multi-layered. It's so trickster energy. It's subversive. It's being flexible. And so I'm excited that people are beginning to see themselves free, you know, dream themselves free to remove a little veil and say, you know what? This isn't normal for me to be feeling like this, for me to be working like this. Like, I don't feel well. And so what could we use to be able to bring us back to wellness and to bring us back? Truly, this work is about showing people that they're human. It's, mm. it's a human. It's about humanness, to be more human. One of my favorite poets, Sonia Sanchez, has the poem that she opens up. What does it mean to be more human, to be more the humanness, to be more human, the human, mm. like this idea of being a human? Like, I'm very curious about that. More Real Talk after the break. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Father's Day is coming. A day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us. To crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off. No dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. Ugh, but the Bartesian cocktail maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian premium cocktail maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. 
There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. We watch our cats. You know, I don't have any cats. We people who have cats and dogs. I love cats. People know I love them. But they you, know how to chill. That's my point. And I've always <laughs> said this that in my next life, I I have chosen chosen. I've chosen to be a cat. I want to be a cat the next time around. Just laying around. Just randomly laying in the sun. Wow. In the sun. Wow. Yeah. Stretching. Not getting up if you call their name. My cat, I'll call his name and he's laid out. He will not move. I'm like, I know you hear me. It's like, yeah, I hear you, but I'm resting right now. So I'm resting. Yes. I'm and stretching they, they, right they now. Walk with, they walk with the slow switch. Yes. yes. They take the time. They don't rush. They they very they have full autonomy over themselves. They have their and that's what mm. we need. We need to be fully autonomous over our own bodies and our own beings. Like we don't belong to these systems. We don't belong to them. We belong to the creator. We belong to our communities. We don't belong to a system that wants mm. to see us as nothing but a tool of production. These systems see us as only a tool to create their more more wealth. Isn't doesn't that piss you off to think that a system looks yes. at a fine human like that? And so this work is also about my rage. I have a lot of rage and tender rage around the idea of what the systems have done to my ancestors, to me black women, how we feel like we have to be the mules of the world. I'm in deep rage about it. And I'm also, there's a tenderness in me that says there's a softness that's available to us right now. And we don't have to live this way. And so it's a full-on political movement. It's a full-on social justice disruption. This is a disruption. Mm. That's simply all this work is. We need it. And you know that. You know that I love how present you are in this revolution. Yeah, it just, it yeah. just tickles me. It gives my heart so much joy because we've been tired. We've been tired. I know I have. I talk about that in my book. Like when my, my book comes out October 11th, I talk about this whole story being about this fragmented history around my family and my ancestors and the legacy of exhaustion that I want <laughs> my family come through. I was going to ask you, that being said, what have your your aunts, your mom, your grandma, like how have they responded to this work? This is 
I'm, I'm sure, I don't say foreign, because our, our parents, naps is not foreign, but resting. For that is. generation, I think, yeah, for the particular generation, the idea of not doing something, you're lazy. Get up and do something. Why are you sleeping mm -hmm. in so late? You know, mm -hmm. when I think about elder Black women between the ages of like um, 60 plus, you know, they really are, don't understand what it means to just sit down. Even the ones- They can't relax. They can't. Oh They're yeah, like, the retired ones are the worst. They're the ones who worked 30 years at a company and have come to work and now they don't have to do that no more. They just, they, it's still in us. And so it's really a somatic bodily thing that we have to really look at. This is held in our bodies, the somatics of exhaustion, the legacy of exhaustion that's in our bodies that has been passed down. It resides in us. And I believe that our ancestors are just waiting for us to take a nap, to lay down the rest so they can mm. download some information to us that will help us in this dimension, that will get us free in this dimension, that will give us I ideas and the inventive ideas we need to push this um, world towards a, a deeper future. But we won't lay our asses down. They're like, would they please just stop for a second? I have something to share with them because resting and dreaming is a portal space. It's a portal. Most of, most of us don't even dream anymore. I don't know. We don't dream. We don't no. imagine. We don't daydream. We don't see the opportunity of resting being something generative that can give us something that we need. Like all of the ideas with this work come from me resting and napping and waking up. And I took a 30 day Sabbath. Um, I do it every November and I did it last November. I'm off all phones. All emails. No I don't work. understand. I've heard about this that you do. I need you to break yes. this down. I don't understand how life continues on without that. It continues month. on beautifully. <laughs> it goes really well, but you have to prepare for it. I prepare for it for over uh, six months to a year. Okay. You have okay. to prepare for it. You have to craft a way. Like, resting is a meticulous love practice. It's a practice. Mm. Yeah. A meticulous Crafting. love practice. A meticulous mm. love practice. It's going to be, be something you have to craft and curate. Like right in those meticulous love practice. For the rest so of your sexy. Day. Isn't it? It is. So tender rage. So is tender rage. Do you feel that we're all in love? I love all of y'all. Oh my God. I wish we could be in the same room. We could like hug and have We could rest. I, I want to rest and take So we nap. Get to, took a nap I'm together. A I'm a probably a cry for a while. Cry. I love that people cry at every event we've had, the tears, the emotions. It's spiritual work, really, Jill. Like people think that this work is just, oh, go lay down in wellness, but to rest is spiritual work. It's a spiritual practice to lay your body down, to connect with your body, to hear a word from your ancestors. I think about my grandmother, or you asked about my grandmother who's really the muse of this work, who really, um, she's an ancestor now, but I talk about her every single time I can. She's in the book. She really taught me what it means to reimagine rest. You know, a Jim Crow terror survivor. She's a refugee from Jim Crow terror. And I think we need to say refugee because when we talk I love about those words, yeah, yes. we talk about the great migration, all of our ancestors leaving the South and going North and West and they all went, my, they landed, mine all came from Mississippi and also Baton Rouge, Louisiana. My grandmother was in Mississippi and she left um, like millions of other black people because she told me she didn't want to see another lynching, that she had seen a lynching and that was it for her. She didn't need to see another one. And so she, I like to say she 
floated on a spaceship that she made out of uncertainty and hope. She floated herself from the Mississippi and came right on up north to Chicago. And that's where we landed and where my family's from and how grateful I am for her to have a couple of dollars in her pocket and to say, I'm a refugee. I'm gone. I know. I don't know what it's going to be, but this shit ain't it. It ain't it for me to be around my children and seeing them being hung from a tree. Like I'm going to make a way out of no way. And I'm going to imagine and dream myself to a new dimension. So she came to Chicago raising eight children. My grandmother has eight children. I'm one of her dozens of grandchildren. In between working two jobs, working cleaning at a psychiatric hospital, and then also cleaning for um, a family, she would come home and she would sit on her plastic covered couch and she would close her eyes for 30 minutes to an hour every day. It did not matter if we were running in and out of her house, if the door was open and we were screaming, she sat on that couch and for 30 minutes to an hour, we always thought she was sleeping. I'm like, She's sleeping. I just thought she was so eccentric. Who sits up like that with their eyes closed? Like, what's happening? I would always say, Grandma, sleep. Yeah, I'll be quiet. And she wouldn't even open her eyes. She'd say, Every shut eye and sleep. I'm mm. resting my eyes. I'm listening to God. I'm listening. I'm going to ask you. I'm listening. For 30 minutes to an hour, this woman did While she's, while she's gonna... fighting poverty, while she's raising children, while she's suffering from. PTSD. Yes. We don't talk enough about our ancestors yeah. suffering from PTSD. To see a lynching, I mean, come on, like how I just think about what they saw, what their bodies endured, what they had to visualize and hold in their bodies, and how that holding, what it does, and how it is now, and then not being able to rest. Mm. You know, what could have our ancestors figured out if they were more rested? Could they have escaped quicker? Could they have thought of that different plans that would have got them to their freedom? I think about Harriet Tubman. And, but my grandmother did this every single day. Can you every think about day. it. That's what you do to a prisoner of war. Mm-hmm. That's what you do mm-hmm. to a captive. You don't let them rest. No. Mm-hmm. Sleep deprivation is definitely a tool. Huge. Yes. So this is my question. I was going to ask you on your journey of doing this work, like the, re- the relation, how has the relationship changed of your understanding of the relationship between rest, sleep, and meditation? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's a good question. Yeah, I clarify that in the book. You know, people talk about when they hear the, the word the nap ministry, they think this is about naps. And I'm like, this is way about more than naps. This is about truly uh, ethos of living uh, uh, that looks at slowing down, that looks at leisure, that looks at um, the idea of just being. And so I believe that resting is anything that connects your body and mind that can slow you down enough where your body and mind can have a moment to connect. And so I love meditation. I think that mindfulness and meditate, I think what my grandmother was doing was meditating, but she would say she was called resting her eyes. She was just resting her eyes. She wasn't asleep, but I believe that was a meditative state for you to slow down and listen. Mm -hmm. I believe silence is rest. Just the idea of having silence. I believe um, drinking tea slowly, listening to a full music album, dancing, prayer, creating an altar, walking, sky gazing, daydreaming. Like all of these things are forms of rest that we can embody and we can reimagine ourselves in this life. And so we're going to have to reimagine and be flexible and be very inventive. It's not going to just look like 
a, a full sleep cycle. I'm in my room, the door is closed, I'm under a blanket, there's a pillow, no one's bothering me, I have an eye mask on and I'm sleeping. Yes, we need all of that. But to really start to deepen into this work to see it as a real political and a resistance movement, we're going to have to be pervasive and very um, in tune with trying to find rest, snatch rest, and create rest moments in these imaginative moments for ourselves whenever there's always time to rest. There's always time to connect, to slow down 10 minutes, take a longer shower, take more time putting that lotion on in the morning. Don't that is, return. That's don't the best definition of rest ever. That's the best rest. Don't no, you just gave the, like you, you need to share this definition with every doctor out here that goes to say, that tells everybody go rest. What, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Yeah. 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 I, I write a whole list of the, the different ways that we can look at rest and, and find ways. Like, look at my grandmother. She didn't have time to lay down. She was in between another job that she was going to. So she could sit for those 30 minutes and get that silence and listen to God. Like when I, when she says she's listening to God, what, when I think about that, that's the deepest spiritual form of rest to listen, to have mm-hmm. silence to get off these phones, to stop scrolling, to stop hearing the noise of everything in your head. These 30-day Sabbaths that I take, I'll get so much information. I don't feel like anyone could try to steal my work, in quotes, or take this work because they're not resting like I'm doing. So if you're not resting like I'm doing, you'll never get to the information. You won't get the downloads. You won't get the like, unique things that are coming when I'm in such a rested state. 17 handwritten pages during my um, Sabbath I wrote of just ideas and art ideas and poems. <sighs> I mean, seven. when you're not online scrolling for hours, what, think about the moments that your brain could have to like imagine and wonder. No, it sounds like freedom. When you when Asia first told us you was on break, I was like, what kind of freedom Beautiful. is that? Beautiful. <laughs> the grind is is so overwhelming. It's overwhelming. It, like it, in in this part of the business, like for instance, like you do a show and and there's all these people and you're connecting with everybody, you know, making the effort to connect and open yourself up to the person the, the person outside of the theater uh in the parking lot. You're you're opening yourself up for this energy to to give but you also receive. And I've noticed in the last like um you know, like five or six years, I've noticed that once I'm off the stage, I, I almost pass out. It's a lot. It's a lot. So I go to sleep, you know, okay. and if they can wait, you know, this is before COVID, you know, with the meet and greets. I'm like, if they, I got to go to sleep. I got to lay it down. Yes, you have. And to. I sleep hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> real hard. <laughs> yes. And then I can meet people and then I can say, hi, thank you for coming in. If you can't wait for that. I don't know what to tell you because I love that boundary, though, that you're like, this is what it is. And this is it takes it takes time to figure out what these boundaries are, because other than that, you know, you're trying to fit into what is done, the normal, you know, and then you end up burning yourself out. Is is this thing not about longevity? And I'm just talking about life. I mean, you know, you want to live as much life as you possibly can. A healthy quality of life. If you want yes. it to be thri- feeling like a thriving life, not a life, a soft life, not a life where you're burnt out, burnt up, you know, not mm-hmm. connected. I think the deepest part of the, our exhaustion is our disconnection with each other and ourselves. Like this mm-hmm. deep, this, this deep disembodiment with our bodies and who we are. And we, we know that our bodies are tired. We know that we need rest. 
I'm going to push through. Why are you ignoring what your body's telling you? Your body's telling you, I need to lay down. I need a, re- a rest. And you're like, I'm going to just push through. This pushing through. That's it's, cultural. It's, and it's a cultural thing that we've been taught. Yeah. This culture And honestly, we say, the, we say that word so much to our children too. Yes. And I think there's a bit of a resentment, particularly from our generation with younger generations who we feel are mm-hmm. not pushing through. Right. That we feel don't want to work or aren't working hard enough or aren't are somehow inherently somehow getting messaging that is like, yeah, I'm not going to sacrifice myself to this. Yeah. And I think that some that, that some of us are having a like oh jealous. Like having a yeah. hard time processing yeah. like where they be coming from on that. There is a balance to that. When we're when we're saying things like, oh, I'll just I'll just state my opinion. You know, when we're talking about people not wanting to work for those who do, I I would just ask you do the best job you can. Courteous, respectful, helpful, you know, um, and but when you're done with that portion, please go lay down. <laughs> Let's go outside and look at the sky. Lay down. That's the thing about it. People literally are fighting this this idea of not uh, they feel like they're not enough and i think this goes back to that self-worth if you feel like you're not enough this system teaches you you're not enough you need to do more once your to-do <sighs> list is done then you're okay once you've accomplished enough then you're okay like that's the lie that it sits and resides in us that causes us to be able to hold on to something that's killing us like this is not trying to be an alarmist but sleep deprivation is killing black people it is causing so many health issues the top three High blood pressure, diabetes, and heart disease have been tracked and traced back to sleep deprivation, not sleeping a full six hours of full rest of sleep a day, being exhausted. Sleep deprivation is a public health issue. It's a CDC has named it as a public health issue. Really? Entire culture physically is dying from not sleeping. Um, and so it's a spiritual lens to it. It's a physical lens. It's emotional. It's political. It's like all the legs are coming together to make this work be so powerful and so mm. paradigm shifting and culture shifting that it is going to take a lot of time. And I understand it. I'm glad, grateful that it's not going to be quick. I'm so grateful for it being slow and for us having time to deprogram and decolonize, uh, to figure this work out, to expand and experiment. This work is about experimentation. It's not wrapped up in a bowl to say, these are the three things you do to be Free from grind culture, honey. No, you're going to be unraveling and healing and meticulously loving on yourself through rest for the rest of your days. And we'll hope that our people, when we are ancestors, that the ones who are left behind, our families will be uplifting rest for us when we're in that dimension. And so this is a full on lifelong practice of seeing ourselves as worthy if you are enough, I repeat that so much in a book. If you don't get nothing from this book, understand that right now, as you're reading this book, as you're listening to me, understand that you're, you are divine, that your worth was granted to you by your birth. So you don't have to do all these other connected things that you feel mm. like are going to give you worth. Your worth is not hemmed up in capitalism's ideas of what uh, you should be doing. No. I just got to chill. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. 
If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Dad deserves something really nice for Father's Day, but let's face it, we usually don't do it. Big gifts are for Mother's Day. Picking something up on the way is for Father's Day. Well, let's make Father's Day something this year with the Bartesian Cocktail Maker. It whips up over 60 premium cocktails on demand, each ready at the push of a button. And right now, you get $50 off the Bartesian Cocktail Maker when you buy one pack of Dad's favorite cocktail capsules. Dad will publicly love that you saved 50 on the countertop machine that crafts premium cocktails on demand. And he'll secretly love that you splurged on him for Father's Day with the gift of a Bartesian. Because the only thing that lets Dad know he's the world's number one dad better than a world's number one dad coffee mug is an artisan cocktail in his hand. Make dad's Father's Day and Father's Day cocktails with all natural juices and bitters without making any mess at all. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N dot com backslash father to get $50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian. Premium cocktails on demand. There are moments in life that are so special that you have to capture them and save them forever. They are one of those once-in-a-lifetime events, like your baby's first steps, the first time you bring your family pet home, or your daughter's first dance performance. With iPhone 15 Pro, more storage means you don't have to delete anything that can become a lasting memory one day. And it's important to be able to share these moments with family members who weren't there to see them in person. Store more, share more. Connect with iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T. Get iPhone 15 Pro on AT&T and get an iPad and Apple Watch for 99 cents per month each. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Limited time offer. Requires 0% APR 36-month agreement on each. Well-qualified customers. Other terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash iPhone for details. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. What is the name of your book again? Yes, Rest is Resistance, a Manifesto. It comes out October 11th. Please tell me you're doing an audio book. October 11th is my um is my anniversary. Is it? Your anniversary? Yes. It's, it's the day I lost my virginity. I was, okay, I didn't know which okay. I was wondering. Because you who remembers? Your anniversary? <laughs> Because this is Jill, so you know you don't need no one. Yeah, we, yes. we. She will bust out with she, you. Because who remembers that day? You remember that day? Who remembers that day? But Jill, <laughs> nobody remembers that date. I remember the year, the year, maybe, maybe the season. I probably could find the date though because I've been journaling since I was in high school. So I oh, you one of those? Ooh. Yeah, I have them all on a shelf, like a, like a bookshelf. Like, what was happening when I was 12? What was happening when you were 18? Like, it's a full archive of like... Yo, I just told Jill and Asia, I was like, that's Jennifer Lewis said, that's how she writes all her books because she journaled all her life. So she just goes through yes, books and start writing books. <laughs> that's so smart. I love yeah. that. You know, I I always, I've always wanted to be a journal person, but I just, okay. I, I've never quite been able to do it. 
Well, did you have mm-hmm. diaries when you were little? Like all the little I did. I did. I, I definitely did. did. But you don't keep up with it. You don't yeah. keep up with it. You get a new, you lose it, you get a new one. Yeah, I think I have like maybe one from like middle school that I probably still have. But I wanted to circle back to something you said because and I just been sitting with it in my mind because you keep saying so many good things. I just like I'm mostly just listening because I'm like, good night, girl. <laughs> gym after gym after gym. But anywho, um, when you were talking about um, ancestors and you, and you talked about also too like the this um, the kind of legacy of exhaustion. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to to grief therapy after my mom passed, and this mm-hmm. lady and the lady who was doing it with me was telling me about how like what did she think was the legacy that my mother left me, mm-hmm. and one of the things that she was that that people talked about her a lot of times was just like how how much how easy it was for her to love people, and that she had like this real legacy of love that she left with people, mm-hmm. and. I remember my son telling me, like, I just want to be, I, I wish, I, I want to be more like grandma. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, well, you know what, son? There was a cost to her mm-hmm. being so present for so many people. Yeah. And there was a cost she paid for that. And I said, now, when I look at my mom, I feel she definitely gave me a beautiful blueprint as to how to treat others and the type of person you want to be when people remember you. Yes. But I realized that she sacrificed her body for that in a lot yes. of ways. And I feel yes. like the legacy legacy that she left me was that, yes, be be good. Be express your love to people who you feel should have it. Mm-hmm. But also, like, preserve the self. Yes. Take care of yourself. Yes. You know, and, and that was one thing she just failed to do for herself. Right. And it's like, and to me, I feel like that's really the more powerful legacy that she left me. And the thing that I've been sitting with for the last few years. So even in discovering your page, I felt that that was even her guiding me into that space to yeah. say, listen, you need to rest. I see now I'm about to cry. You <laughs> need to rest, honey. You just have been on. And I don't think I would have believed her had she told me that in the flesh. Mm. I think I had to have so much pain to where I could not fit another thing in the cup. I had to be that full in order to deny other things, my body and my presence and my labor. So when you said that, it just really resonated with me because I was just like, I have approached my life in such a different way in the past four years. Well, for for in some change, right. you know, in the past four years, it has been different. Even with my children, I oh. told my husband, I said, during the pandemic, my bedroom felt like an office and it was a <laughs> constant energy of people coming into the office to talk about what it is they needed to talk about. Right. Like constant, constant, constant to where I felt like, goodness gracious, I felt like I had to be like big red. Like my office hours is from nine to five. Like, don't do this motherfucker. Right. 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 You know, eventually I had to kind of like start to create these boundaries, even with people who I felt were entitled to my labor so I think sometimes maybe even this thing might go even further from like necessarily capitalism but also within our interpersonal relationships as to how we you know expel so much and if you talk about guilt that's a major guilt to turn away a child from your foot from your door I know (laughs) I I 
think that this is a the black woman to talk about what has been placed on uh, when I think about the labor and the sacrifice that black women have done to their bodies to who they are. They've sacrificed everything to be a good mother, to be a good partner, to do for everyone. And, and then we're over here dying. I think that legacy, this strong black woman trope, mm, yeah. uh, uh, mammy, uh. the mammy trope, the mule of the world, like those tropes were, were put on us during plantation time, during slavery, when our ancestors were a part of this system that was looking at us as full-on machines, as not even human beings at all. But the, for the black woman, like how we've internalized that in such a deep way we've been taught that we watched our grandmothers do it our great-grandmothers every aunt do it to the, to the point of where they're sacrificing their entire being until they're gone they're, yep. like they're not caring for themselves there's no nope. self-preservation there's no you're going to give 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 until you can't give no more you have a heart attack and you still in the in a bed at home cooking dinner resting cooking Favorite. dinner while you in the hospital like i know of black women who've done that it's like you really there is such a brainwashing. I think we have to keep going back to the idea of this deep socialization that happens to us from birth. I think everyone has that, but for Black people, there's a different legacy. There's a different bend to the exhaustion, to the way- Because we're always trying to catch up. We're always trying to catch up. Mm -hmm. Patriarchy also, we cannot forget about patriarchy because that part, because the Black woman is seen as the mule of the world to save everyone else. She can- I'm not trying to save nobody else. I want help and I need help. So the strong black woman trope is one that is to me the most divisive, the most uh, toxic. And I want all black women to begin to do the healing work. This is a part of a deeper healing um, agenda, like resting and sleeping and slowing down and connecting with your bodies is just one of the deep parts of our full healing agenda. We're going to have to be healing from our individual trauma, things that happened to us when we were children that made us people pleasers, things that happened to us when we were younger that made us feel like we weren't worthy, collective trauma. We're going to have to be looking at what has happened to us collectively. And this is going to take a lot of work. It's not going to just be a one-time thing. It's going to be therapy, prayer, you know, some uh, classes, rituals, working with people, and really deeply looking at yourself to see the worth. It always looking goes at yourself worth. Looking at yourself. But you can't look at yourself or feel yourself or connect with yourself if you're always going. My girlfriend told me I was selfish once. Um, and I told her I was self-full. Ooh, self-full. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Self, yeah, because it's not selfish. I'm I, well, you know, I did I did grow up as an only child, but I like my alone time. I like my peace of quiet. It's it's become part of my my life. I need that. How will we be well without it? I don't, how as human beings will we be well without it? It's it's almost to see how deep the brainwashing is for people to actually think that we're going to be able to get to some type of freedom by doing the same things taught to us by these toxic systems. So you think you're going to get to freedom by doing the same exact things that were taught to you by the oppressor, by a toxic system has taught you these things. You won't be able to get there. And Audrey Lord has a beautiful quote that I love. You will never dismantle the master's house using the The master's master's tools. tools. Y'all want to keep being exhausted, keep acting like you're the slave master, keep being no, on this grind, keep and thinking that from that you're going to be able to equal 
liberation and, and thriving and freedom. Like it just, it doesn't make sense that we believe that we can keep grinding ourselves to oblivion and think that that's going to offer us beautiful results. That's going to offer us results that look like liberation. It's going to offer us more of the same. And so that's where the shift comes from, that mind shift of knowing that we have to like really look at this as something that we're going to have to do a practice every day. It's the center of our life. It's not just this added cute little thing you do. It literally has to be the foundation. Resting has to be the foundation for our North Star, for our entire lives, for our um, activities as far trying to be community activists. I work with a lot of organizations and activists who, you know, who are out here trying to do all these beautiful things to give us our freedom, but they're working 80 hours a week. And I'm like, mm, how is that? You're trying right. to help us get our freedom, but you right. haven't slept in three days and you're like having Listen. to get your health. Like, how are you going to help us get to freedom when you're going to be dragging your body across the online with you? We need you alive to do the work. <laughs> like, we need yeah. you alive. I heard um, Angela Davis one time was talking about that. She was saying how mm. she was like, you know, this new, she said, we never thought about, you know, self-care or oh. taking care of ourselves or she was like we never talk, thought about those things she, sounds privileged she said and we lost a lot of people a lot of mm-hmm. people Damn. you know stress is a mother uh, but if you look at it were. many of us from this generation some of us had activist parents i did not but uh, i have seen a lot of i've I talked know. to a lot of second generation um, children who had activist parents from that era and mm. they will tell you that their parents have um, a myriad of health issues yes. mental health issues physical health issues mental health issues yes. that they um you know that just the, the the way it ravaged the bodies of their yeah. parents yeah that's why when you talk to al sharpton today he tell you his health regimen you'd be like what now like yeah. Al, Al Sharpton about taking care of self. <laughs> he like he turned that corner. And now he he saw because he was almost out of here with um, yeah. his health, and he turned that around. Yeah, yeah. I may sound like an idealist, um, which is a beautiful thing. Thank yeah. you. I'm an imaginary and an idealist as well. Like I want people to say that sounds impossible. What you're talking about? Thank you. I'm glad to be a part of the impossible crew because. That's where our healing is going to come from. People daydreaming and imagining things that don't exist. You know, I feel like we're imagining stuff. You know, it's the stuff. We want a lot of stuff. And I don't know if people realize until you actually have a lot of stuff that a lot of stuff requires a lot of energy and effort to, to maintain. It, it, it takes a lot. So what is, is it a big old house with, with 10 bathrooms or is it a townhouse or, or um, you know, a cabin in the woods that will give you your peace? Like peace is really individual. And I see a lot, I, I understand, you know, this, 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 try, this effort to, to get this bag, you know, get the bag. I, the invisible, I get it. I get it because there were definitely times where there was no food in the pantry and, you know, two pair of shoes a year. I recall these things very much. So, you know, I have a, a thing where I don't like to see the pantry empty. It scares me, you know, and I have a lot of shoes you know, because I, you know, I'm like, this, I guess that's a, you know, a trauma in my mind. The poverty, the poverty of uh, uh, where we live through, we have to heal from that as well, definitely. I see that a lot, that we're all trying to get all of this stuff. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're telling us that that these this is the way that people will know that, that you got it. That 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 we got this thing that we're trying to get. Like this, here's right. the evidence. Here's the, here's the receipts. The new word they have the for it is generational wealth. It's yes. like, oh, now you're solving you're solving all the problems of black people by learning how to make a lot of money. It, it's it's a lie. It's just a repackaging the of the yeah. same lie. That's it. And I, I'm just tired of hearing it all the time. And it's like to me, to me on my group chat, my girlfriend group chat, uh, Operation Soft Life, when you said Soft Life, mm-hmm. we are on Operation Soft Life. This is all yeah. we talk about in the group chat. It's like, that. what are we doing to create this softness in our lives? You know it. what I mean? I and it. it's like, no one wants the hard anymore. The hard is whack. Damn. I don't want to exchange you know, more stories with each other of how we've endured some massive hardship. It's like, I don't want to talk about that anymore. I don't want that to be the way that we bond. I want us to bond over the softness of our lives and what have we done to encourage that. And it is hard work and it does take community. And I I don't know what I would do if I didn't have other people to bounce this kind of thing off of. I would. I feel like I would have given into the whole. You're being lazy. Yeah, that's why. Or you're you're not you know ambitious enough. Or the crew of other people to be like, no, you're not crazy. Like this is whack, and I don't want to work that way. And I think. I'm so happy because I felt like such an outlier when I first started this work. I felt very lonely when I first started this work back in 2016. And I was talking about this rest and nap idea. And people were laughing at me. They were like, girl, like black people, white people, everybody was like, girl, that sounds crazy. And I love to grind. I love to be busy. I love it. I could never lay down. I don't like to rest. Like literally people were fighting me and thinking that the work was really, they thought it was an ironic satire joke that I was playing on because I am a performance artist, installation, do theater. So they thought it was just like one of my events that I was doing, I was like trying to be funny. And I'm like, no, I'm dead ass. Like we're going to be resting to reclaim our bodies and reclaim um, our ancestors rest. And we're going to be resisting the system that says that we are a machine and that we belong to it simply to be working on its clock. And so we're going to resist that by simply laying down. The praxis is to stop, it's to lay down, it's to slow down, it's to say no more. And they thought it was a joke. And so I'm grateful that now there is a community of people that they know if they are feeling a way, they can come and come to our events, come look on the page and read the book that's coming out and really be like, swaddled and cuddled in this idea of care, of deep, deep community care, of deep interconnectedness. I want this work to feel like a metaphorical soft pillow, you know, like a a blanket that you can put over you and you feel a little softness in a world that hates you unless you're working, you know. A lavender scented bosom. Oh, 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 oh. She looked like she smelled good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is there is is there a is there a nap tour coming with this book? Yes, release? It is. Yes, it is. Uh, I'm gonna because... be leaving out on October 5th, and I'm gonna be going to DC, Chicago, Atlanta, of course, where I live, LA, San Francisco, and then back to DC. Yeah, then I'll be in New Orleans in December. Yes. Shit, you need to stop in Philly too. I'm sorry. I was thinking about LA and being selling. Like, I'll I was go like, to DC. <laughs> but Philly needs Philly, it. Philly was it on my list when I first started booking out the tour, but then um some other things dropped in, but I always wanted to go um, be in Philly as well. Oh girl. 
We'll be back after the break. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. Introducing WatsonX Governance, helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM, let's create. Father's Day is coming, a day we celebrate the guy who's always there for us to crack a dad joke. Well, you know what's not a dad joke? Getting $50 off the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker with the purchase of his favorite cocktail capsule pack. $50 off, no dad joke. See, this is a dad joke. I lost my glasses today, and guess who I bumped into? Everyone. But the Bartesian Cocktail Maker? It's no joke. Each cocktail capsule contains real fruit juices and all-natural bitters, so Dad can make over 60 premium cocktails he loves. Sidecars, old fashions, gimlets, all with the push of a button. So, for the dad who loves a cocktail with friends and a good joke from time to time, get the Bartesian Premium Cocktail Maker. $50 off now until Father's Day. Visit B-A-R-T-E-S-I-A-N.com backslash father to get 50 off the best premium cocktail maker for dad at the best price for you. Bartesian, premium cocktails on demand. During the summertime when the weather gets hot, I can only imagine how much time you plan to spend outside with friends and family or on your couch with that AC blasting. AT&T 5G and home internet keeps you connected, whether you're at home or on the go, so you can stay connected to your loved ones and to your favorite things. Whether you're sharing pics from the best rooftops, video calling your friends from an outdoor concert, or streaming your favorite show, episode after episode after episode. So connect at home or on the move with AT&T 5G and home internet and create memories and more all summer long. AT&T 5G requires compatible plan and device. Coverage not available everywhere. Learn more at att.com slash 5G for you. Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. I mean, I'm, I, I want to be me, obviously, but like, it seems to me that Sade has the best career ever. <laughs> I mean, she does. does because she's yeah. like hidden out. She pops yeah. up. She, she does twelve pops. shows, and then she feel like it. for five. You don't years. know who her people are. You don't know what she eats for breakfast. You don't know. You don't know any. You don't know what her house is. I talk about her all the time when I talk about the people who have decided to do an exodus off of social media and not be a part of it, because social media will be the one thing that keeps us from being arrested. Without mm -hmm. looking at our addiction to social media, this rest movement is not going nowhere. And so I take down social media and talk about it. It's harm all the time, even though people don't want to hear it. I talk about how it is a full on obsession addiction and it is driving us deeper into more 
parts of exhaustion. And, oh, yeah, it's stuck in our head. We're going to have in depression, mental health issues, all type of sickness, body issues, headaches. Self-esteem. Good Self-esteem. God. It, it, yes. it, has to, it has to be Even like, even my down. neck. Your and your neck. And your neck. All the chiropractors keep saying that you, you're doing this all day. And it's causing like an issue with how you sit back and all yeah. of it's happening in our bodies. A mass mm-hmm. exodus off of these sites will have to take place. And I, and I, and I hold that up as a dream space in a place that I want to see happen. And I want to be helping to usher the door when people are like, I'm done. I'm like, please come into the rest temple and lay down. Give me that damn phone. Like I am on a rampage against it. You, and people don't people don't like it, but I still am going to keep talking about it. You know, I'm, you're in Atlanta, so I'm sure you know Jeju. Yes, that's what I see for you. I love Jeju. Oh yeah, it's so interesting you say that because I just opened up a, a a building, a rest temple here in Atlanta. A rest temple. It's a beautiful historic church that um, was oh. built in 1903. You guys got to come visit. With I am. I'll be in Atlanta next weekend. Which day is it open? Please. Please, I will give you a tour. Just text me and I'll show you around. It opens on October 9th, which is the book launch of my book. So it'll be a big That'd be party dope. Oh, we can do it for this episode launch. We can use it for yes. the episode launch. Episode. Celebrate. And then the book comes out on the 11th. And so, um, but me and my um, co-collaborator, my artistic sister, we were, the building is so big that it has three floors. And so you can go underground, like where the, kitchen is and like the last basement space and we kept looking at each other she was like this needs to be a mom this needs to be a bathhouse or a spa or something where Ooh. And oh, a bathhouse, yes. get some that modality of a bathhouse of yes. a whole vibe of a salt water in a oh that's what jeju is that's one of those yes. it's, 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 it's like a, a spa, uh, mom like bathhouse but it's like no influence. but i really think that that would be the next dimension of the work is to really start to do more work with the body, the somatics of body. People do that and then they come up. But I have so many ideas for the rest temple. It's going to be. Um, and all of them are Asian influenced. It'd be so dope, dope to have it be us. Influence. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's you say that because we both looked at each other and have that on our prayer list of like, we're going to make this into a bathhouse down here, this whole basement area. Yes. Yes. I have a question though. I have a question though. You said you, you, you revel in that it's, that it's a process and as you know, it's not going to be fast. And I know that there's eventually you're going to get calls from corporations, calls from so-and-so you have an event and three times as many people as you think are going to show up or whatever the case may be like what are some of the things that you're doing to actively like shield yourself because you have to gatekeep yeah that 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 onset of capitalism to ruining your shit very clear boundaries i say no to 90 percent of the things asked to me literally like my people <laughs> I was writing my book when you, I was like, I was in the, I was in the writing cage, honey. I was like, I am so, I was literally up every day writing with like a bonnet on and in the closet, like writing. Like, we was, mad. No more. We, 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 we were never mad. We were never mad. We understood. Jealous. Jealous. I was jealous. We always understood. And yes. we would say stuff like, like, what we got to do? We was That's rocking right, back and forth. I say no. <laughs> what we got to do to do? To get that kind of freedom. I always want to talk to you guys. I'm like, I love all of you. So I'm like, are you kidding? But the way that book, the, the writing of that book was really a 
full on um, body. It's my first book I've ever written. To get through writing something like that is so hard because it's memoir, it's um, poetry, it's a full manifesto that really uplifts the idea of rest being the new the new clarion call for the generation. Like this is the guidebook and the field guide for this this new rest movement. It's a manifesto that I think people will come back to. It'll be something they can tuck in their bag, and when they're in the field trying to like resist grind culture, it can be a, a companion for them, a metaphorical blanket. I want people to lay down and read it, fall asleep with it on their chest. Like I want it to be a lullaby for them. And so writing that book was a lot. I want to ask one more question. What do you say to somebody who is broke, like financially? I've got so many good things to say to them because I started this, this story of how I started this work, I literally had no money. I was going to job interviews every week trying to get a job after I finished seminary and nobody would hire me, Jill. I was literally doing chaplaincy sessions because I was trained as a chaplain in pastoral care sessions with the people. Like the interviews would turn into me doing chaplaincy with the people. People were in there crying. One woman was like interviewing me and started crying and telling me about she's having all these issues with her daughter. And I sit up there and had like prayer with her, a full chaplaincy session. I was like, well, I'm definitely gonna get this job. And she called me like gave it to somebody else. Like that, it's happened four times. My husband was like, if you keep, your job is not that. I was like, but babe, I don't have no money. I literally don't even have $25. He was like, I know. But if you, the job is not out there. The job is this napping and resting thing. And I was just like, oh my God, how could you say that? Like, I couldn't believe I was so caught up in like not having, not having money, feeling the poverty on my shoulders. He said, the work is do the nap ministry. And if you do that, things will come. When I first started this, I was getting paid $20 to come and do it. I didn't have a dime. And so what I tell people is when you talk about being broke, there is not, there is not a binary with this work. It isn't either be broke or work like an animal. You know, there has to be some type of middle ground, some type of balance, some type of um, integration of this so that you can do both. Like you don't have to grind yourself into oblivion in order to not be broke. You also um, can still do this while you're also working. And so I'm not telling people to never work, to lay down, to quit their jobs. I'm saying that you have to see resting as an integrated part of your life. You have to see boundaries. You have to see healing. So I tell people, still rest. My grandmother rests for 30 minutes while she was broke, working two jobs, raising eight kids without a dime. I was resting and teaching people to rest when I didn't have any money. So I know the understanding of needing to eat and live in a capitalist system is real. I'm not Mm -hmm. um, unrealistic to think that I'm I'm coming from a legacy of poor black factory working. Nobody in my family graduated um, from college. They're all high school graduates. I'm like the first in my family to graduate from college, the first to go to graduate school. So I understand what it means to not have like, if I stopped working today, I would be homeless, you know? And so it's like, mm-hmm. I understand the vibe and the, what the reality is of living in a system like this. I'm saying this is about more than just stopping and laying down. It's about being having awareness of who you are. It's a self-worth. It's a um, self-esteem. It's a divinity. It's a spiritual practice. It's a idea of, of mind shifting, of shifting your mind to understand that you not only deserve rest, but it's actually your human right. It mm-hmm. is your divine right. 
it's past some type of I need to earn rest. It is literally looking at mm. yourself as divine human you are. And from that knowledge, from that information integrated into your life to be able to resist any system that wants to degrade you, any system that wants to say you aren't enough. That's the resistance there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I know from personal experience that when I when I decide to rest my body, music comes, full lyrics come, poetry comes, ideas come, uh, a new way of, of thinking a thing or cooking a thing or or trying a thing pops up. Sleep, rest is regenerative. And we all need that and we deserve it. I need you, dear sweet listeners. We need you to purchase this book. We need you to consider the possibilities of your existence in a more peaceful, productive, happy, rested existence. We, we need you. To, we need that for you. I need that for me. Aja needs that. Laia needs that. We all need that. Yes. Thank you so much for being here with us. This is, we've been waiting for you, sis. Yes, ma'am. We, we've been waiting. This has been a dream. <laughs> so beautiful. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Hey listeners, it's Amber, the producer of J.Ill here. My prayer is that each and every one of you takes this episode to heart. We deserve so much rest. Keep finding your pockets of peace throughout the day. One really easy way to start is with the breath. If you don't already know the 478 breathing technique, get into it. It's super simple. All you do is inhale through your nose for four seconds Hold your breath for seven and exhale through your mouth for eight. And this simple exercise is scientifically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce anxiety, reduce symptoms of asthma, reduce hypertension, reduced aggressive behavior in males, and improve migraine symptoms. I'll drop a link in the show notes to an article explaining more about the 478 breathing technique. I'll also drop a link to Trisha's incredible new book, Rest is Resistance. It's now required reading for the J.Ill fam. And if you don't already, follow Trisha on Instagram at The Nat Ministry. Yeah. 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 Hi, if you have comments on something we said in this episode, call 866-HEY-JILL. If you want to add to this conversation, that's 866-439-5455. Don't forget to tell us your name and the episode you're referring to. You might just hear your message on a future episode. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents J.Ill, the podcast. J.Ill is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Your new home journey starts at Fisher Homes, where everything is red, white, and new. Explore exclusive summer savings and start your journey by selecting your ideal home site and your dream community. Choose from a variety of expertly designed floor plans and bring your style to life at the Lifestyle Design Center. Are you looking for a quick move-in ready home instead? Fisher Homes has options for those, too. Fill out a form to connect with a new home advisor at fisherhomes.com to get started today before the sun sets on summer savings. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. An October morning in a quiet suburb in a town in Scotland. A man is walking his dog when suddenly shots are fired from a car. The man falls to the ground and the car speeds off. An ordinary residential area, but extraordinary things happen in ordinary places. The instinct right away was it was a political thing. We're talking about Russian trained, high-ranking officer in the Secret Service. An Assassin Comes to Town, a six-part podcast. Available now, wherever you get your podcasts.